Hello, world. Welcome back to the Ignited Fortitude podcast with Bobby and Steve. Man, what an awesome week. Like, <laughs> I know it was crazy. I mean, crazy awesome. T- crazy awesome. Like, the time that we spent up at that conference um, in Tucson, at Calvary, Tucson, talking about prophecy. Wow. Like, literally like drinking from a fire hose. Like, at the end of the day, I know that me, you, and Ryan came together on Tuesday night and we were trying mm-hmm. to talk about like what we took away and you just had so much, we had so much information thrown at us. It's like, man, what did I take away? <laughs> you know, like, like what is that one thing? And it's really hard to pick one thing, but, um, so what was the one thing that you took away with it? Um, I'm going to have to go with humility, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, thinking about at one point there was a Q and a, you have these guys who've devoted their lives to, um, reading, understanding and teaching scriptures and, uh, one of them, David Guzik, I've talked about him before. I read from <laughs> his commentary last week on the podcast, and um, he's done a commentary on the entire Bible. And I wasn't aware that like a lot of Calvary pastors use Guzik, but I found out that they do um, in their studies. And uh, I don't even remember what the question was, but I remember when Guzik gave his answer, um, Dr. Ed Heinsohn, was like, no, I disagree. And like, you felt like the air go out of the room because it was a bunch of pastors, <laughs> yeah. you know, like they're what? hero, dude. <laughs> you, you disagree with Guzik? What? <laughs> and, um, just the way that they both handled it, you know, uh, Dr. Heinsohn immediately apologized, like, hey, that's maybe I should have worded it a little differently. Um, but he also referred to the fact that he had wrote a book on that exact question 40 years ago, explaining why, um, what he believed Mm -hmm. was the, the answer. And Guzik's response wasn't like, oh, well, like, let's argue about it. It was like, what's the name of that book? Cause I want to read it Mm -hmm. showing that even though he's done a commentary for the entire Bible and it's being translated into all these different languages that, Hey, I still have something to learn here, you Mm -hmm. know? And, um, to me, that was huge as somebody, I feel like I've said it multiple times. So young, like a young Christian to see somebody who's not a young Christian be like, I still have more to learn. That was huge for me. Sure. I mean, among all the other stuff that was there, just that was like my biggest, like, Whoa. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. Yeah. And how he handled himself. Cause even on stage, I was curious to see, like, I knew that, he was going to be humble about it. Like it was going to come around, but he didn't even, even when other questions were, um, were asked, he still chimed in. Right. You know he I mean? didn't like take like that attitude, like, mm, well, I'm, well, I'm be, just not going to say anything. Yeah, I'm just going to be wrong. And then, you know, he still chimed in, he still gave information and it was just, I think that was awesome. And just so everybody knows, like the joke was up there that Dr. Heinsohn, who's been doing this for, I think he said 50 plus years. Uh, he was like, they're, they're all, they all want to refer to him right away because they're like, he has more degrees than a thermometer, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, and it, I mean, he's a professor at Liberty university. So, um, it's just one of those things where it's like, man, like listening to these guys who have done so like so much throughout their lifetime in in Christianity and faith and, um, it was, just, it really was, I, I still struggle. Like, like if somebody who went to the conference brought something up, then I could talk about it. But like to sit here and just try to pick one thing out, mm-hmm. I was just like, 
the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, there was a couple things for me. I think one big, one huge thing, um, I think mad props to Pastor Pat, dude, because I've been under his teaching almost 10 years now. You know what I mean? And anything that was at the conference, dude, it, nothing caught me by surprise. Yeah. Nothing, nothing that... Um, was like oh, I don't believe that, you know what I mean? And right. it's and and just to Pat's faithfulness, man. Like I think if anything else, just like he's done well. I remember just um, you know when I when I started coming here and wanting to grow more, you know, and uh, you know the thing was like, man, I wonder if I should go to Bible college. I wonder if I should do it, you know, correspondence and stuff. And I had asked him, and I was like, you know, what's the difference between me going to Bible college and me just sitting under you for the rest of you know the time that however long, you know, right. I'm here or you're here or whatever the case is, you know, like what's the difference, you know? And he's like, well, you know, it's a little bit different because you dig in and stuff like that. But honestly, it's like, dude, he's out of all these years, he's covered like everything that has gone through that they covered in the, in the, in the conference, which is great. You know right. what I mean? Which is great. Uh, so that was one takeaway. I think just, you know, the appreciation for, you know, opening up, I mean, for anybody listening, you know, we go to uh, a Calvary chapel, so mm -hmm. one thing that Calvary Chapel is known for is they open this is and this is what I love Calvary Chapel like after getting saved and stuff is they open up the Bible and they don't skip around they they start in a in a particular book whatever it is and they go verse by verse chapter by chapter you have your Bible so it's like I'm not just getting this man's opinion like we're just, right. what is the Bible saying you know what I mean Calvary Chapel has a has a theme of you know simply teaching the word simply you know and just going through it so just appreciation of that um, one. Two, the big thing that I took away that was mentioned at the conference was just being salt and light. And one of the speakers, I think it was Hamrick, was talking about how, um, you know, you know, Jesus tells us that we're supposed to be the salt. We're supposed to be the light, you know, and if salt loses its saltiness, you know, it, it's not, it's good for nothing pretty much to just mm -hmm. be trampled on. And it's funny, there's one passage, she didn't bring it up, but it's like, it's not even good for a dung pile. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yep. You know, just think about that. But, but it, it, he, the, the speaker said something that it was just like, it's simple. It, I mean, it's simple. You know, if we were talking about it, we would know. But just for me, getting the takeaway was like, if I have, if if there's no salt in my food, I'm going to notice. Mm -hmm. So if there's salt in my food, I'm going to notice and appreciate it. And light, you know what I mean? If we're supposed to be light, if you walk into a dark room, you notice it. And if there's light in the room, you notice it and it's helpful. You know what I mean? Right. And I think just like if I'm supposed to be living this life, if if I believe Jesus is coming back and I have a responsibility to be salt and light, what does that look like? And do people notice it in my life? Right. You know what I mean? I think for me, that was the biggest, the, the biggest takeaway for me, something super practical and easy, but just, you know, double checking my heart, my life and the motives. Right. And they talked about that. Like, what is your motive for what it is that you're doing? Right. Well, I do have a second one. And uh, it was the very last part of the very last teaching by Guzik. And it's going to jump right into what we're going to be talking about today, <laughs> but we're going to start today. Uh, with the prayer um, that we left on last week. I'm going to read it this time out of the New Living Translation, but then um, I'll tell you what that second takeaway was. So uh, this is the prayer, this is Paul's prayer for the Ephesians. He says, I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for who, for us who believe him. 
This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. So one of the last things that David Guzik said um, and it was his bonus. Right? It he was his like little five, five things and one bonus. Yeah. So w- talking about prophecy, you know, um, the world to come, you know, what, what the millennial reign is going to look like, what the new Jerusalem is going to be like and what our rewards are in that at the very end, he came up with this bonus little reward. Um, and it's right here in, uh, verse 18 of that prayer. So, Ephesians 1.18, um, the end of it, it says the confident hope he has given to those he called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Like we, we are God's glorious inheritance. Like to think about that, like that's his, his reward, right? Like, and when we start, like when we started this podcast last weekend, I didn't think I was going to get anything, uh, for the, the podcast at this conference in regards of the armor. Right. Like, um, and then I started when he said that it it was like, Whoa, okay. Like you, you start thinking about what is armor, right? It's protection. And what do we protect? We protect what's important to us, what's valuable to us, the things we invest in. And then you go, you start going into that, like what, like how is God invested in us? Right. And, um, and as we started, as we, so you guys know, like you guys got a little bit of the creative, uh, process last week when we, (laughs) when we were going through this, but like today we started talking about it again, like going, uh, before the, before we started recording and like, all of chapter one tells you so many things that, um, of how God invests in us, right? Like if you go to, um, verse seven, Mm -hmm. he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. I mean, is that not an investment? (laughs) Like, like when you invest something, you're giving up something to invest in, that other thing, right? Well, and if you keep on going, right, he showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like so right there, you got you got kindness, grace, freedom, uh, forgiveness of sins, uh, kindness again, wisdom, understanding. Like those are investments into mm-hmm. us as his inheritance. And you need armor to protect yourself in the spiritual uh, battle and the spiritual warfare, but it's also to protect what God has invested in, right? Which is you and mm-hmm. uh, which is us. And, um, well, just think about that, right? Let's so say if you have a will, right? If mm-hmm. you're going to leave something, if you're willing something or you have a trust, I don't know how a trust works. So I'm not going to like <laughs> open up that can of worms, but you know, like if you have those things and you're going to leave it to your family, 
but you're going to want to protect it. So you're going to put it in, you know, writing for one. But mm -hmm. at the same token, it's like, you want, you don't want to just give it to kids that are frivolous with their money. I think it was, um, who's that dude? Warren Buffett. Mm -hmm. I think Warren Buffett's like, I'm not leaving my kids anything, you know, <laughs> but I'm going to show them how to do certain yep. things. Right. Because you know, how many times does the wealthy leave something for their children and they just blow it automatically. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, man, it, God has, you know, like you said, dude, he has us as his inheritance. Like, man, if I have an inheritance from, from family and they were wealthy, like, all right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But if I get an inheritance from somebody that was like broke and now I've inherited their, their brokenness. <laughs> well, and that's one of the things, right? Like we look at it like, like why, like how is, how am I of any value? And, and a lot of times, like, what is it, what is it that I do that, that could, that God could so uh, easily like, I don't, he doesn't need me. Yeah. Right. Like, and I think that's one of the things we do a lot of the times as Christians, we all fall short of the glory of God. Like we all recognize that, that we're sinners, but like, I challenge you to recognize that you're an inheritance. You're his inheritance today. Like recognize that fact. Like we're not just, we're not just sinners, right? Like he's at, at, once you're saved and you begin that that process of learning who God is, you're reading through your scriptures, you're growing that relationship with him. He's investing in you. He's giving you that wisdom, that understanding. Mm -hmm. And that's when you start becoming that inheritance. Yeah, you, you're still a sinner. You're still going to fall short of the glory of God, but you're in, you're his inheritance now. Like you're not just a sinner, Right. Like, and I think that as Christians, a lot of the times we do that, we're like, oh, I'm, a, I'm just a sinner, you know? Yeah. Or, and, and that's one of the things I love when, like, when Pastor Pat teaches and he's like saints, you know, and refers to us as saints, like that, take that title, right? Like mm -hmm. being, yes, you need to recognize you're a sinner, but, but recognize also who you are in Christ and that you are valuable, that you are uh, an inheritance for God. That's huge in my eyes. Like I started thinking about that, like ever since Wednesday, I've been thinking about like, man, what does that mean? Like, how does that apply? Like, uh, you know, don't just, you, you might have just been a sinner, but now once he's investing in you, once God is investing in you, Man, you're so much more. So just think about that, dude. Think about, you know, the keyword that you're saying is value, mm -hmm. right? So I think a lot of people walk defeated in their Christian life because they don't understand their value, right? right? And I mean, think about it. We, I mean, we minister to high schoolers. Those kids are all over the place because they have no idea what, you know <laughs> what I mean, what they're doing. And it's just like, man, do you have an understanding of who you are and who you are in Christ? And, and, and think about like what's going on with, with the world right now. People don't know their gender. Right. Why? Because they're trying to figure out who they are. They're trying to wrap their identity because they're trying to get acceptance from somebody. Mm -hmm. Right. And they don't feel like they're getting approval from people. They're, you know, who knows what's going on in their family life, like all these other things. So they're thinking, if I can go and identify with this, I'm going to be accepted. I'm and and guess what? Then I'm going to have value in that. And people will fight for me. Right? right. Because guess what? If you have somebody that's like, hey, you know what? They were calling me, you know, uh, X, Y, and Z name you know, that's, you know, obviously, you know, horrible, you know what I mean? Like, let's just use the terms. And, and guess what? You're going to have a whole group of people rallying around and be like, look at their bigots, their, you know what I mean? They're haters and all these other things. Right. And then, and then it's like, now I got some, a group of people that are going to support me or think of the kid that goes, you know, to gangs. Why do they go to a gang? Right. Cause they don't have any value at home. There's probably no dad in the picture. Mm -hmm. Doesn't tell them their Acceptance, worth. Yeah. yeah. They're worth it. So here's the thing is like a lot of us battle with that. 
a lot of us can can really ultimately see this too, like in marriage, right? A lot of the 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 stuff that goes on in a marriage, especially I think women probably have a harder time with this, where it's like they don't feel like their husbands value them. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's like, you don't care for me. You don't, you know, X, Y, and Z, you know what I mean? And it's like, look, if you're looking for somebody else to tell you your worth, they're going to let you down every single time. But when you realize that your worth is in Christ, what does that do for you? Right. And, and okay. So now let's, so we talk about worth, but now let's talk about value in a sense of like, Hey, there's a price on something because it's what somebody is willing to pay for it. Right. Right. Like you took my boys to five guys to go eat. <laughs> I will not take my kids to five guys to go eat because I'm a cheap bastard. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't find that, 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 that value, right. Is worth it for me. Right. But right. where somebody else will pay for it. So like, obviously they got franchises all over the place. You know what I mean? And it's a running joke here, at, here on staff because I threw a big old fit about it, but you know what I mean? But it's like, but people are willing to pay that. Now right. think about that. What was God willing to pay to have us? His son. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me, dude? Like, like let's just think about that, dude. And it goes into that too. <laughs> uh, where was it? Um, let's see. Uh, I had it. I thought I had it highlighted. Um, I don't know, but it talks about the the blood being what is was paid for us, right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. it's under it's under that blood that we receive well well think about this right so furthermore okay um furthermore we are united in verse 11 furthermore because we are united with christ we have received an inheritance from god for he chose us in advance and he makes everything work according to his plans right so like we have been united with christ if i'm united into him guess what this is the the crazy thing about it cuz it's like a in the sense of like a, a dichotomy right where it's like i'm united to christ in his righteousness but guess what he was united in my unrighteousness that's him taking the form of a slave right mm -hmm. him taking my punishment on the cross so not only do i get to walk in uh his righteousness and his covering because of who he is man but he also took that away you know what I mean? And that's why like Philippians, it says, uh, one of them is like, where um, he, he didn't, uh, he made, he, although he was like God, he didn't count it as a reputation with God, right? Like he didn't like, Hey, my reputation is God. No, he didn't. He emptied himself of that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Taking the form of a slave for what? So he can unite himself with us. Um, so think about a, a few of those things where it's like, you know, what is, what is a price that people are willing to pay? And unfortunately it's like when God, does this stuff like he it talks about has um in verse five god decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through jesus christ this is what he wanted to do it gave him great pleasure so we praise god for the glorious grace he had poured out on us who belong to his dear son you know what i mean and it's like dude that adoption it's like that's how much he desired i love the song that 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 worship song that we sing where it's like he didn't heaven without he didn't want heaven without us mm -hmm. so he came down in order you know it's yeah. like dude what are you willing to do there's some of us that are are like i'm not willing to do that because it's not worth it to you right you know what i mean and, and sometimes like you don't uh, the bad part is like when you see people defeated it's like they don't even find worth within themselves to do the right thing you know what I mean? And that's why they go to drugs or, you know what I mean? Like a lifestyle that's, um, you know, toxic for them because they don't have any worth. They don't have any value. And it's like, dude, they're just, all they're trying to do is numb that pain instead of realizing like, dude, look at what God has given me. 
Right. So I think like looking at 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 this, right? Like and we know guys like we we are getting to the armor, but everybody knows the armor, yeah. right? Like everybody talks about it and what we talked about when last week when we talked about doing the armor was like we want to give you the 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 why, the the reason why you should be using the armor, how to properly use it and I think that when you start looking at things like this, right, like that makes you understand like the armor has a purpose outside of just, oh, I'm going into battle, mm -hmm. right? Because that's what we, that, I mean, we talked about it with uh, with Paul before we started recording, like what, is it, what, is, what does it look like, right? Mm -hmm. What does that look like to you? Well, everybody associates armor, the shield, the sword, the breastplate, the, all of it with battle, mm -hmm. right? But it's also a protection, right? There's all of it except for one is more about protection than there's only one offensive weapon, mm -hmm. right? And that's or the one sword. defensive, yeah. So the the rest of it is defending you, right? Yeah. Like it's all it's all like protecting you. So um that's kind of where we're at with this is like we want to to make sure you guys um and, and and when we prayed before we started, Bobby, you said something that I think was uh, super important. Like we wanted to change us too. Like we want to have a better understanding. And I know already just like looking at chapter one and I'm like, <laughs> man, like how did I miss that? And um, like, I, I challenge you guys, like find your value, find, find the value that, that you understand. Like I'm, God's inheritance, right? Like find your value in that. And also like dig in. Like we've, we were talking before we started recording and it was like, I started looking at like individual words, <laughs> you know, like when you see a word in your, that you might just skim over every now and then it's totally different when you, you look at it and you think like, what does that mean? Like, uh, you know, where it says he has showered us, showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding, like all wisdom and understanding. Like, think about that for a second, like try, like dig in on that, like understand what that means under, like I sit here and I'm using one of the words understand, right? Like, yeah. how are you going to understand? You have to dig in, like, under, like, look at these words, look at what's there and, and see like, it's it's amazing to me um, the when one word changes an entire passage uh, the the way you look at what is being said. Um, well, and, and the understanding too. Well, I don't. Uh, sorry, just hold that thought. Don't lose it. But like even like you prayed last week, you prayed it out of the New King James, mm -hmm. and then afterwards, like we hit, we said Amen, and we stopped. And I like I wanted to chime in because I had my New Living open because in there you have a different way to be able to understand what it was. Right. Like you like like you missed that whole part of like his glorious inheritance, you know what I mean? And it wasn't until we like looked after, like after we stopped there, where it's like, oh man, I should have. Should have read the New Living Translation. Just, yeah. and, and not to say that it takes away from it, but it's like, all right, so like there you go with the level of understanding. You know what I mean? We can talk about certain things, but if you don't understand it, what good is it? Right. You know what I mean? What were you going to say before I Well, I, I mean, we're, I'm going to kind of preview a little bit because I was telling you when I was reading through um, the other day, like in chapter, uh, let's see, what was it? I think it was chapter five. Five, imitate. Yeah. yeah, it says, imitate God. Like we could do a whole podcast, like an hour long podcast on those two words, right? Like if you really think about like what imitate means, like 
and who you are supposed to be imitating. Like it doesn't say like love God, adore God. It says imitate God. Like how are you – you can't imitate him if you don't know who he is. Uh, so like there's so much that – and we're going to get there. But like that that one to me is what, what really stood out. Like look at the words, guys. Understand those words. Research those. Look at different translations. Well, just even think about this, right? So you're talking about words. So here we go. He says inheritance. Like if you got a text right now and it would be like, hey – just found out we got the inheritance from our rich grandpa or, you know what I mean? Whatever right. it is, you'd be like, oh, dang. You'd be thinking, yeah. he's got this house, he's got this, yeah. this, or he's got this, you know what I mean? And, and how stoked would you be? <laughs> like, think about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Think about it. If, if you had somebody wealthy in your family and they left you all of their inheritance. How stoked well, would you even, be? Even if, they, even if you don't know what that inheritance is, right? Because a lot of times it's like, oh, well, you're going to get – the house you're well, going to get I hope money. It's not, but if they're right. a freaking hoarder, do you? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. I don't want, want but you still know. like thinking about that, right? Like God, like inheritance for God, like he, like we get a, an inheritance, right? We get that. We talked about that at the, at the conference, like the, the different rewards that we get um, based off being believers of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. But when you see that word inheritance, like you don't necessarily know what it means, but it's almost always like a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. Almost always, like of course, if it's a hoarder, right? Like, <laughs> like if, you, if you have that family member that's a hoarder that like <laughs> has collected newspapers for the last sixty years, you're like, oh great. I mean, but there might be something of value in that, you know. But uh, but like an inheritance is like always, almost always something good because a lot of times, uh, I mean. Just thinking back uh, to the loss in in my life, like uh, an inheritance, like means more to me about like I look at it more as like the memories associated with things. You know, a lot of the times, like I don't care. I I I, I love having toys. I love having money. I love having all that stuff. Like it's great, but I care more about the memories associated mm-hmm. with those mm-hmm. things than I do with the actual toy or money itself, right? Mm-hmm. Like how, how can I use this to create a good memory? And so like, to me, that's its own inheritance, right? And when you see that inheritance, it's like that word inheritance, it's like, oh man, you think about the past, the, mm-hmm. those memories. And like, for me, like when I think about uh, an inheritance that I'm going to get through God or that I'm going to be God's inheritance, I think back about like, the suffering that I went through that I've now overcome, you know, the, the things that I've gone through that like I've, I was able to overcome these things because I was God's inheritance Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. looking back on those and, and, and saying like, he was there with me in that, like, wow. Okay. You know, and that's an inheritance in itself, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know if that made any sense, like where I was going with it, but it's like, you, when you think of, for me, when I think of inheritance, like we were talking about looking at words, right? Like, and, and that's what you guys should be doing is like, what does that mean to me? Right? Like how, what do I see when I see the word inheritance? Like, that's how I look at that word. Like, well, there's a lot of memories usually, unless it's like some distant relative that is rich and is just like, here's your money, you know, but there's usually a lot of memories and things associated with the things that you you're getting mm-hmm. in that inheritance. So, well, and think about it. So an inheritance isn't, it doesn't come until the person passes. Right. right. So let's say you had some, uh, uh, a wealthy relative, right. But let's say they were still alive. Right. 
And then if, okay, they're going to give it to me, but what if they decide to sell it before they give it to me, right? Like, let's just think about that. Like, there might be those things, right? So if they if they end up selling the house, well, then they're going to have to change their will. You know what I mean? They're going to have to change these things. And then look at what he says even more, right? So the spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so that we would praise and glorify him, right? So there, there you go. So now we have a guarantee. So what's the guarantee? And this is what I think trips a lot of Christians up, right? Where you see like, you see them and you'll, you'll see it. You'll see it over the course of time. Like, you know, anybody going into any church for a given amount of time, you sit next to people and then all of a sudden it's like, where they been? I haven't seen them in a long time. Then you run into them at the street and, you know, at a grocery store and you're like, hey, I haven't seen you. You know, how are things going? And it's like, oh yeah, I got this, this, and this is this going on. And it's like, dude, you're drifting away, man. You know what I mean? Like, come back, you know? And a lot of times people walk in that because they feel defeated. They feel like bad things are going on in their life. And they think that, you know what? They're under the impression that the guarantee is, you know what? God's blessing on my life. And if I'm blessed, that's God's guarantee that he's with me and that I have this inheritance. But that's not, because that's not what he says here. The guarantee is God's spirit. Right? right. So the Holy Spirit living in us is is the guarantee that we have. Because guess what? Man, my family might go through a tragic accident and I might lose everybody all at once. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is does that mean that God does, look at Job? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And there's things that happen less to people and it wrecks their faith. Right. You know what I mean? Why? Because they have a, a, a misproper, an improper understanding of what their what their values in right mm-hmm. their understanding of who they think God is and what He's going to do for them right you know what I mean so you know guys all all that to say like hey as you read through this we've challenged you like hey read the book of Ephesians with us you know what I mean we're going to like slowly creep through things before we get to the armor because it's important for us to know like one of the things that we were talking about is is in chapter four where it says. Uh, uh, he says uh, in verse 31, chapter 4, 31, it says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you, right? But right before that, he says, hey, get rid of all these things in your life. And, and you know, being in the military, dude, I don't want some hothead, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Going with me to go on a patrol because guess what? He's going to shoot at the first thing that that he has the opportunity to shoot at. And guess what? It might be, it, it might be a friendly. It might, it might violate the rules of engagement. Boom, it might violate it. And that's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> it's going to be an episode, right? It, it, it'll violate the rules of engagement. And guess what? Now, now, now what's going to happen to us? Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, before we go into this, these pieces of armor and how to use it and, and what to do, man, like some of, some of those things, like guys, we have to know why it is that, that we're even here, you know, if God saved me, why am I still here? Why didn't he just save me and take me up in, into heaven right away? Well, I think, and, and we had talked about this was using the armor, uh, like tying the armor in, right? So what we just talked about, like wh- what piece of armor would you tie in? Salvation, right? Okay. The helmet of salvation. Yeah. yeah the helmet of salvation, right? Like that's what that whole first chapter is like basically telling you, like you have salvation and here, like, this is what that salvation really means. Like when, so when you think about the helmet, like it, without using what we just went through in chapter one, when you think about the helmet of salvation, you just think, oh yeah, I'm saved. Right. Like I know for me, yeah. like before digging in, it's like, yeah, I'm saved. I have salvation. You know, Jesus, yeah, Jesus, I believe Jesus died for me and he rose again on the third day. I believe that. But what, what truly does salvation look like? And you see that in chapter one, right? Like you see 
what like all the gifts that come along with that, the kindness, the wisdom, the understanding, the freedom, the, the spirit, right? Like that's what guarantees your salvation is being filled with the mm -hmm. spirit. Right. So like, well, that's, you, that's an excellent point, dude, because think about that. And, and I'm glad you brought that up because my, my mind wasn't even going there, but let's just think about that. What's the helmet for? What's it going to protect? Your head. Well, it's going to protect your head. Okay. So like, <laughs> so if we think of an external, right, helmet that is, you know what I mean? Hey, if I'm a football player, it's going to keep me from getting a brain injury. Um, if I'm, you know, out on, on the battlefield, right, what's it going to do? Hey man, it's going to stop around from coming and taking my life, mm -hmm. right? Now, obviously, we don't have a physical helmet of salvation. We have an understanding that the helmet that we should have is on salvation. So if it's not pr to protect my head physically, it's supposed to protect what? My mind, mm -hmm. right? You know yep. what I mean? And, and there From you go. All those thoughts that the enemy puts, plants, tries to plant there. Yeah. So going back to what you said in verse eight, in chapter one, verse eight, he showered us with his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. Where's that, where's that located at? It's going to be in our mind, dude. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Having that wisdom, having that understanding going over to, you know, having God's spirit as his guarantee for us as the inheritance. Cause guess what? A lot of the times we start walking through life, something happens, psh, we get hit, you know what I mean? And we get hit with a thought comes from the enemy or it comes from ourselves, our own insecurities, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And then boom, it takes us out, right? It takes us out because it's like, you know what? I don't have that understanding. I don't think God really loves me. I don't really think that this was in store for me. I, you know what? I, I talked to you about marriages right now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's marriages like, you know what? I don't think God wants us happy or God doesn't want us to be miserable right. in this situation. So I don't even know if we should even be together. Really? Right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You're losing sight, right? And then we go with the helmet of salvation. Like, hey, you know what? God doesn't, God wants you to know what it is that you're supposed to have. And it's the Bible that we get the fact that God says, let no man separate what God has joined together. You know what I mean? You're not going to find that out in the world. You're not going to find that out in the courtroom when you get married by the justice of the peace. You're not going to find that in, you know what I mean? Watching Judge Judy or whatever the heck, is, you know what I mean? Right. Like that is only going to be located through the Bible. So it's like, you know, these things that we have, and just like you pointed out, you know what I mean? That helmet of protection, that helmet of salvation, it's like, protect yourself, protect your mind. And, and here's the thing, like even those negative thoughts that you have, because maybe you don't have that understanding, then where are you going to get that understanding? Because there's too many people like, you know what? I'm just trying to I'm trying to see what God really wants for me. And then you go to all these other external sources. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, no, no. If you want understanding, you got to open up the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to open up the Bible. You know what I mean? And even if you're in a place right now where you're like, you know what? I feel challenged in my faith. All the more reason that you need to be in church. All the more reason that you go talk to a pastor. All the more reason that you need to read your Bible. Because the only place that you're going to get, you're going to get anything from the truth is going to come from the Bible. Right. Nothing else is going to come from there. So I'm not even saying like if you're being challenged in your faith to, you know, not, not, not read the Bible. No, you have to read the Bible and those things and let God give you that understanding that you need. Well, and it's like, we talked about it at the beginning of like what this whole podcast, when we started, right? Like we started wanting to do the armor of God and through reading, we've come to learn so much more already, and this is only week two. Then God re was revealing things to us, like at the conference. Like I was like, "What the heck is going?" <laughs> like you know. And I think when when you want to see the truth, when you want to learn the truth, then God's going to reveal that to you. I mean, 
along with all wisdom and understanding, right? Yeah. Like he's going to reveal that to you, but he's not going to reveal it to you through um, going to a bar and drinking, going to a strip club, going to do whatever, right? Like get in his work, get it, like get surround yourself with the people that, that do have that faith, do have, if you're, if that's what you're struggling with, you need to dig in with people that have and know the truth. Right. Mm -hmm. And at the very least, your Bible has the, has the truth. Read it yourself and, and pray like, hey, give me that understanding. God, give me that wisdom that, that Paul tells us is that you're going to give us, right? Like pray for that and see what happens, right? Like I, I can almost guarantee you that things are going to be revealed to you. I mean, it says it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's been my experience this week as we like started the, the, over this past week, starting the armor of God. I'm like seeing it everywhere. And, and because I've really wanted to dig in and understand it, mm -hmm. right? Like I didn't want, uh, because I, I just so everybody, I'm gonna make it clear. So everybody knows I'm the Christian <laughs> that was sitting there like, yeah, I have the, I have it up on my wall at, at work, you know, the armor of God and what each piece is like in the, the little prayer that, you know, we made as men to, to go along with it. But did I really understand it? No, no. I definitely didn't. And, um, now looking at Ephesians one, I'm like, wow, like I didn't understand at all. Right. And, um, I don't think, I don't think it was until this past weekend that I'd ever heard that, a, that we are God's In inheritance. Yeah. So, um, and I think guys like the challenge is there. Like I, I know I've received text messages. Uh, I I've received a text message from somebody, um, saying like, Hey, the, the podcast that you just did, what, what book are you guys in? Like, and I challenged them. I was like, Hey, we're in Ephesians, read it, mm -hmm. read all of it. It's a short book. Like, so this, I got a new Bible guys, a new living translation Bible when we were up at the conference. And, uh, like at the beginning, it gives you all this stuff like that breaks down the book and like who wrote it, what, when did it happen? Where did it, where does it fit the breakdown key concepts? And one of the things I love is it has like this little reading time and hours. It literally says like, 10 minutes to read, the, read book, the book, to read the book of Ephesians. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously I hope that you see a word that you're like, Oh, let me dig in. And that 10 minutes turns into an hour on chapter one, you know, <laughs> but, um, I, I think it's a small book and read it because I think, I think we're going to be in this for a little while. We, we have other guests coming on the show, but I think we're going to be going through Ephesians for a little while. Uh, I mean, yeah, if, I know I'm going to get something out of it. So <laughs> <laughs> no, for like, sure. So, so just consider that guys like, Hey, you know what? That piece of armor, the helmet is salvation and just knowing. And so walking in that and protecting yourself from that, protect right. yourself from, from those thoughts that are coming in from the enemy, you know? And, and one of the things it's like, you know, I can't help myself from, I can't help myself from thinking these things and a lot. Of, and that's a lot, right. You know, like mm -hmm. you've talked about it where it's like, you know, how can God forgive me? And continue to forgive me. Like, is he ever going to run? And, that's, and where does that coming from? Those are coming from doubts within your own self, right? Your own, your your own insecurities because of your own faulting that we all have, and our own understanding of what forgiveness is, and, and our own understanding. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. So you know, what I mean, hey, that helmet that you have isn't the helmet for your own understanding of what you think it is. It's no, it's God's helmet of salvation that He has, and He's the one that saved us. And we're going to get into that the next time we open up Ephesians, guys. Next week we have a special guest coming on. Um, and so we're going to not 
cover Ephesians. So if anything, for the next couple of weeks, just think about this, read, take apart some things, um, know that we are his inheritance, mm-hmm. right? We also have his guarantee of his inheritance that he's giving to us. And guess what, man? Just thinking of the fact that he has showered us with his kindness. Like, yeah. dude, like what more could you possibly ask for? Not much, not much. <laughs> I can't actually think of anything. So, um, yeah, we, and you know, one of the things that I, I was just thinking when you were talking real quick about like the, the helmet of salvation and, um, recognizing that those, that where those doubts and those thoughts are coming from, I think it's also important to remember like that, the, that helmet of salvation is also giving you the truth and what, what what it is that inheritance that you have the 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 good things that are that are associated so that way um i mean the scriptures tell us to take every thought captive right and and um that's where the thoughts take place but you need to if it's not and what was it if it's not good uh we're supposed to get rid of all the ones that aren't good and uh, yeah. that basically don't reflect who God is, right? So it's a Philippians. I can't think of what you're yeah, saying, but yeah. But it's it's saying like, hey, when those thoughts come into your mind, you know, capture it, think about it. Like if if it's not good, if it's not honorable, if it's I, man, I can't remember. But whatever's if it, good, whatever's noble, yeah, noble, then it's of God. If mm-hmm. it's not, then get rid of it, right? And so that's where I think. You, needing to to hold on not identifying it identifying where it's coming from but also knowing the truth right like yeah. and knowing what's there yeah and i think it's important too because even thinking about this you know what i mean um in, in verse 11 right there where he says he makes every, at the end of it he makes everything work according out to his plan you know what yep. i mean and it's like look this battle that we're fighting this thing that we're in we have to know like he's allowing it to happen he knows what's going on right he's he's got the landscape he's like hey this is this is the path that you're going to take you know so just be mindful of it and just walk in it and have these things. You know what I mean? I, I wish I would have known that this is the way that we were going to go. Cause dude, I heard a story one time where it was like a guy that got, he was working on some kind of like, a, um, uh, 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 like a car in a, like a, like a railroad car. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was like a, like a freezer or something like that. And he got locked in it. Right. And he ended up like, he ended up dying in there. Right. And he wrote in there, uh, it, it like somehow he wrote in the thing, like, I'm freezing, you know, please save me, you know, and he ended up dying because he believed that he was in this freezer. Turns out that that freezer wasn't even plugged in, right? He oh, caused, wow. like, he caused his own death and anxiety because of the fact of, of that. And it talks about like, uh, like there was a, a, a thing that I had listened to just on the, you know, the power of, of your thoughts in a sense. And I'm like, not one of those persons that talks about any kind of like weird stuff like that. But the guy was, was just addressing the fact, like sometimes we self-sabotage our progress. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, you get a, a baseball player where it's like, Hey, you know what, you know, tomorrow's the, the, you know, the world series or whatever. Like, you know, what are you most nervous about? Like, I'm worried about, you know, I always have this anxiety that I'm going to miss a, a pop fly and, and I'm going to go to catch it. And it's going to go right between my legs. And it ends up that that guy and self-fulfilling it, prophecy. Yeah, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know what I mean? And so it's like, you know, like here, here's the thing, like you can't, you can't help those thoughts that come in your mind, but you can stop them from proceeding. And that's where you go. Like, hey, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So when you get yourself down because, you know, what, you, you stumbled yourself into sin for whatever reason, you caused it, 
Because right. think about it, most of the time when we walk into temptation, it's because we desire it anyways. You right. know what I mean? And so, you know what? You're going to feel defeated. You're going to feel, but guess what? Somebody say here, you know what I mean? Hey, you know what? It's all right, man. Because God has given us his inheritance. He has given us his forgiveness. You know what I mean? It's not our forgiveness the way that we handle it with others. We have to recognize it's coming from him and it's not in our power. And when I have that, guess what? All the more reason for me to not want to put myself in a position where I'm going to compromise myself. So, hey, guess what? I'm weak. And if I'm put in a situation on the things that tempt me, chances are I'm probably going to give into the temptation. So guess what? Because I don't want to, I don't want to uh, be ungrateful for what God has given me. I'm not going to walk in that situation. So instead of hanging out over here, I'm going to hang out over here because I want to protect the inheritance that he has given me and what's, what's mine. Right. You know what I mean? Does that, does yeah, that, make that makes sense? sense. Like we need to, we need to make sure, we, I mean, and so many scriptures talk about it, like even going back to like radical amputation, right? Like mm-hmm. if, like if your eye causes you to sin, pluck, pluck it, out. it out, right? Like, yeah, don't so, put on sunglasses so nobody yeah. can see what you're looking at. <laughs> so like, I mean, it all, it's, it's funny. Like Bobby just said, like, if I knew this is where this was going, like, so you guys know, like, this was not <laughs> what we had planned <laughs> right now. Like, <laughs> So all of this is, uh, you guys are seeing the creative process. I mean, it is what, uh, and I wouldn't even say creative. I would say, uh, well, here's the th- well, no, here's the thing. Look, man, it, like, if the Holy Spirit's working, you know right. what I mean? I, you were studying, you were looking, you were, you know what I mean? We were in the same process, you right. know what I mean? but it's like, we come together and like, all right, well, what have you been thinking? And this is where I was coming from. And it's like, oh, okay, so how are we going to get this together? All right, record it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we're allowing the Holy Spirit to lead it in the sense, but we're not like, okay, well, I haven't even looked at my Bible the last week and this is whatever. So we're just coming in fresh hot and we're just picking this topic out of the air. Right. No, like we're studying. And that's what, what Paul tells Timothy, you know what I mean? Rightly dividing the word, you know, show yourself approved. At the same token, guess what? You know what? We're we're having a conversation and not a lecture here. Right. It's not a and it's not necessarily a teaching in the aspect of like, well, we want to get this point across. Yeah. We here, we have these five points for you to yeah, uh, and those things are helpful. But this is more of uh, us just sitting down talking, <laughs> <laughs> which has been awesome. So all right, um, dude. Well, you want to close it out? Yeah. Any last final words? I got none. Because then we'll go another hour. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Because that this is what happens. (laughs) So, all right. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we we thank you for this opportunity to just come together and and have conversations like this. And we are so grateful for the kindness, the wisdom, the understanding that that you give to us as as your inheritance, God. And uh, it's just amazing that. we are of such value to you even before you truly start investing in us that you gave your son for us and um, we are just so thankful for that and as we go into this week and people who are listening god that we we pray that you open our eyes and our hearts to to understand what it is we have in you in this relationship that we find our value, our worth in you, God. And um, anybody who's struggling, just reveal yourself to them, reveal that relationship and and encourage them to, to keep on the path, the right path and get onto the right path and, and give them the light for that next step that they're going to take, Lord. And we pray all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.